Hello, hello, hello. Good, good. So, okay, I I have you now. I have you now on tape, sir. So, sir, uh, it's it's a pleasure talking to the governorship candidate of the APC in the last election, uh, uh, Mr. Toria Cole. I I just like to know your experience as regards the process at first, and then the brouhaha that ensued afterwards, sir. Okay, so, um, Rafael, let me put it in three parts. Um, I think uh, pre-election, election and post-election, I think that, that would clarify. The pre-election process was an exciting process. It was built on the belief that uh, technology uh, would eliminate a lot of the uh, nonsense and the heartbreaks that we had seen in prior elections. And so we were a party that built ourselves on going out, meeting the people, hearing them, touching them, and giving them hope that something different would, uh, would occur this time, especially that their votes would count. Uh, we're touching them, we're reaching them, we're getting them to feel us. And so this was what we did, and it yielded a lot of fruits. The one thing I was sure about uh, going into this election was that we had the people's hearts and minds with us. We had them there. They were ready to come out. So we knew that if we went for an election based on what INEC had promised, and we did not see how that could be bypassed with the beavers and the technology, that we would win. We would create an upset. We didn't believe any of the Thank you. 
we essentially had to go on air, begin to shout and complain, go to Abuja, go to INEC office in Abuja, for INEC to start, INEC River State to even start moving at all. That's you move 14 days afterwards. When we have to file our case, INEC has still not released all the documents that we need. The few that they managed to release, PDP staged a violent protest outside INEC office and blocked INEC office from the 14th day, 10th day, Monday till Friday, which was a public holiday, to prevent us this is against all non-sensible rules in any democracy. Hmm. Eventually, eventually, we got a few documents, I think six local governments, of one document, not we had a plethora of documents that we requested for. They, gave, they, they prepared six documents, six local governments of one of the documents ready for Thursday a day before the, uh, the public holiday. We had a lawyer inside INEC, go inside INEC office to pick up this document as soon as it was released. PDP talks outside INEC were ticked off. They barricaded the gate, said nobody would come in and go out. They did not allow anybody to escape uh, with any of the documents that we had managed to retrieve. They went in abducted our lawyer, threatened him, collected the documents from him. The lawyer from the eyewitness report in INA literally pissed himself out of fear. Hmm. He handed our documents over to them. Whatever they told him to say, I can't blame him because his life was at stake. The man came out uh, later that evening after we had raised all and to say that he wasn't threatened, it wasn't an abduction, that he helped escort him out to save his life. From who? The same people that barricaded that the same ones that helped you go out. Said, no problem. How about our documents? If you were so kind and magnanimous and they carried you out of INEC, what happened to our documents? We have no documents. So that's where we are in a land of democracy and law and order. A political party that claims that they won a popular election is preventing INEC from releasing evidence that you will take to court to challenge their victory. What does that tell you? Speaks volumes. So that's where that's where we are today. That's so, the so kind what, of what really uh, on that, day, on that day that you did that live, what really ensued? Because you see, there's been, you know, a lot of messaging coming out. And, and that day was a new low for our democracy in Nigeria. What really ensued, you know, that led you to go live that day? You know, Rufai, um, so on, on Friday before, that was on a Monday. The Friday before happened to be the uh, 12th day of the of uh, us collecting our documents. And at this point, we were not getting any response from my name. I was calling the red, calling 
friend there decided to go to Ireland uh, and go and publicly uh, request for the document. So I went with the TV crew and all of that. We got to Ireland on Friday. There was nobody there. The rep wasn't there. The head of department wasn't there. The office was ghost-like. Just junior officers around. So, and the legal department asked them, where is that document? They said they don't know anything about it. And I said, this legal department is where you stamp all the citizens, all the documents. So I expected, getting in there on Friday, that we will see activity of them preparing these documents. Nothing was being prepared. They hadn't moved. And that got me very concerned. And so I asked when the rec would be back and uh, the other officers. And they said they would be there on Monday. So I said, fair enough. Monday, I will be back. You said you'll be back on Monday, yeah. That would be the 14th day. I said Monday would be the 14th day, and on Monday I will be back. And it's my right and duty to collect those documents, so I wouldn't find them until I collect the documents. You. Getting cut off. Are yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So this was public knowledge. You would not believe that on Saturday morning, that weekend, our lawyers got arrested. The evidence that we had got taken, carried away. This was now our own documents carried away. And I spent Saturday and Sunday that entire weekend fighting to release our lawyers and get our documents back. Thankfully, we were able to do it, maybe because they took lawyers and it became a mistake because that became a big embarrassment. NBA, the news, everybody was on there. So, Sunday, I went again on air after we released the lawyers and I said, look, we are done with this one, but we need to get our documents because... Sunday night, on, on Sunday night, I get a tip off that KDP had mobilized every poll they can find uh, available. That there was even paid 15,000 naira every day to come and uh, barricade IME uh, and uh, stop us from getting in from Monday till Friday. So we get that tip off on Sunday night because it's a small world. Once you start going around and recruiting people, everyone will know. So we knew about it. Monday morning, they were there. By this time, the TV uh, stations were also there capturing everything. So they did what they had to do. Around about 10, maybe 11 o'clock, because I was to get there for 9. But I waited to see, okay, they said they were protesting. They are doing. Let them make whatever they have to make, make their point, and and then we'll go. So right about eleven o'clock, I decided that I now heard that they were saying that uh, they wanted to do a joint inspection and all of that. So I said, fair enough. If it's a joint inspection, they want to do. I have nothing to hide. I'm going to collect my documents. The same documents, uh, PDP has rights to collect it. So there's no reason why they should stop me from collecting mine. If they also want to collect theirs, so. I decided to go, but I knew that if I went with a crowd, 
and it will spark violence and there was no need for that. So I went with uh, my party chairman, people that I easily recognize, party chairman, woman leader, the deputy, uh, uh, deputy governor candidate, myself. And we got there. Before we did not take 20 meters from where they barricaded the entrance. was all we were able to get. By the time we got there, they came to me. They started pushing. I will embarrass you here. We will get you here. Get out. Where are you going? I'm going to end it. You are not going anywhere. You cannot pass here. They started hitting me, pulling my shirt. And the next minute, they started throwing. First, it was water they were throwing. And then they started throwing uh, bananas and granules and things like that. And the next minute, they started stoning us. So by this point, we saw that it was now uh, the violence was escalating and we had to leave. As we were going, the stones were raining down on us. And the next minute, we started hearing gunshots. And so we had to leave the place. So we left there to go back to the uh, to our party office with the belief that getting to our party office, let us go and re-strategize, figure out what we need to do. How do we get this document since it's obvious that they're not going to allow us to get the documents? While we were at the party office, in the sanctuary of our party office, these same people approach our party office and these are those being led by the state deputy speaker and the local government chairman of another local government, equally local government. Both of them are leading armed thugs. But what was shocking was that they were escorted to that place by the police. The police was the first line. So when they came to tell me in the party office that PDP is approaching the office, I went out to the street to see what was going on. And I saw the line of police when they were about 100 meters away. I saw them, they were standing there, all these boys were at the back and all of that. And once I saw what was going on, I decided that at this point, let's go live. And so I went live and the policemen came and that's where it started. Hmm. So what were the policemen that came with them to do? Were they to hurt you or to harm you? And you say you recognize them that those were the same police officers that arrested your lawyer. You know, so when, when we first... So when, when we first saw the line of police, when they were far away, so I couldn't identify them at first. But the, the boys stayed back where they were, and the police advanced to us. And to my surprise, the officer who was leading them was the same officer who had arrested uh, our lawyers over the weekend. And so I was like, you, why, what are you doing here? He refused to talk to me. He refused to answer me and all of that. The policemen and uh, officers with, with us also accosted him. And he then said to us that it is because he's here, that's why they have not attacked us, that he's stopping them from attacking us. And I was like, you brought them from JRE Junction to this place. You didn't stop them at JRE Junction. You brought them to the front of our office to stop them from attacking us. If we were going to stop them from attacking us, we should have stopped them not in front of our office. And he's like, should he go? And if he goes, anything can happen. He said, no, anything can happen if he's not going to stop them. Okay. And so we said to him, can't get them out of here. What are you telling us? They have no business being here. 
they have their own office down the road. I can go to the office. What are they doing in front of our office? Cut a long story short. This uh, policeman and some others that came allowed these boys to go past them. Well, they just walked past them as if they were invisible and came straight to in front of the office. So when they did that, by the time we saw that they were now advancing to us, and by the time they got about 20 meters away, I down to everybody to get inside the uh, get inside the premises, and we got inside the premises thinking that they were going to leave uh, from there. But no, from outside they started throwing tear gas, throwing stones, shooting, bringing down our flags. You know, it was you, you called it a real low for me. That day was a low, but I'm grateful that uh, God gave me the sense to record it because I'm sure if I was telling people this, they would not believe. If we were having this interview and there was no evidence of what was going on, it would sound like a movie. But this is real. This was Democracy 2023 River State Star. Mm. So, so what's the state of the case now in court? Have you been able to get the documents you needed to file your case at the tribunal? What's the state with the tribunal now? So the tribunal, we had to file. And so we did file on... Uh, the Saturday, uh, so that was the 19th day, but sorry, 20th day, we have 21 days, so we're able to file on the Saturday, we have been waiting and hoping that we'll get some documents from INEC. Did you get those documents? Unfortunately, no, not from Reverse INEC, we didn't get anything from the Reverse State INEC, uh, but there are documents that uh, Abuja INEC uh, has, so Abuja INEC released their documents, the ones that are in their custody, but reverse INEC refused to release anything. So based on the information that we had from Abuja, uh, we were able to file, and we filed with our own records, So and we put it in. But for, post that, we've now had to go to court to go and compel INEC to release these documents to file. It's a criminal, you see, the wreck is playing with fire. Because it's a criminal offense not to release documents 14 days after. Electoral law gives him, he's liable to one year imprisonment. He's liable to one year imprisonment. I don't know what is what he has taken. I don't know whether it's a money issue or somebody paid him something. I don't know what it is, but it just does not make sense. to now file a separate case because he didn't release the documents. That's the reverse way. Yeah. And they didn't release the documents. So we're, we're, we're still in the process as we speak today. We're still in the process of trying to secure the evidence and make own evidence of the election. But, but the, the, the documents you were able to get from REC, uh, from INEC Abuja, is it sufficient for you to be able to pull your case across? Yeah, it, it was. It's it's um it's one leg of it, so it's enough for us to put in, make a case. You know, you know when when you rig the way the rigging was done, and it's so blatant and it's obvious, then there are many ways to fight this case. What I suspect that they have, why they are not releasing the document, is simple. They are trying to perfect, correct, clean the documents up and make sure that the documents match the records that they that they uh, uh, that they announced. 
But the mere fact that they have refused to release the documents tells speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. So we had enough. We had enough to go to court, and we had enough to make a case, and we had enough to win. But we're talking about Nigeria and all sorts of uh, interesting chapters to this uh, to this story. So let's see what happens when we get there. On what grounds are you filing for now? What, what, what on what grounds are your petition going to the tribunal? What are you? What relief um, are you seeking? I, I would I would leave that to when the uh, when the tribunal comes up because right now the uh, PDP is on their own. They have their own twenty one days to look through a petition and make their own uh, arguments. And so let them make the argument and uh, come back once it gets to the floor of the panel. Then we can talk. But one thing I'm sure about is that PDP did not win that election. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Tony. I really appreciate you for your time, and thank you so much for speaking to us.